Welcome to the Being Human podcast. I am Perez and I am thrilled to have you on this podcast, a show where we celebrate the achievement of everyday individuals. I started this podcast for people who want more out of life, people like you and me who believe that there is something greater within them and they can achieve amazing things. This life can be tough as it throws constant obstacles on our way that can sometimes make us feel discouraged or make us think of giving up. But here's the thing, these challenges are a fundamental part of being human, going through this beautiful yet complex journey we call life. We can encourage each other, learn and grow together. This show is about taking a deep dive into non-fictional self-help books, learning practical steps, proven techniques and valuable insights on how we can rise above our daily challenges and live up to our full potential. So, join me on this extraordinary journey of self-discovery and growth. We will overcome the challenges that lie ahead of us and unlock the true potential within us all. Welcome to another exciting episode. In this episode, we will explore how to make any new habit easy to do. We will talk about the phenomenon called automaticity, where your subconscious mind takes control, allowing you to execute behavior without consciously considering each individual step. We will also talk about the three principles you need to make any new habit very easy to do, which are the path of least resistance, redesigning your environment, and identifying decisive moments. Join me on this enlightening journey as we discover the strategies to make any new habit easy to do, from the power of automaticity to the principles of least resistance environment redesign and decisive moments, we will equip ourselves with the tools necessary to transform our lives. Let's dive in. A professor of photography entered his classroom full of students and he told them he would divide the class into two. One half he will evaluate them at the end of the semester based on quantity, meaning for you to get an A grade, you need to submit 100 photos while the other half of the class will be evaluated based on quality, meaning to get an A grade, you need to present a near-perfect photo. So at the end of the semester, both sides submitted their photos. Normally, we would expect the best photos should come from those who will be evaluated based on quality. But it turns out the best photos came from those who were evaluated based on quantity, meaning those who submitted 100 photos. This is because those in the quality half were waiting for the right time and best conditions for a perfect photo, while those in the quantity half were taking photos every day and making little changes as they took the photos, hence their photos became better and better. I would say most of us belong to this quality group, where we wait for everything to be right before we make that change, or we want to do the right things at the right time and we end up not taking action or doing the things we have to do. You should ask yourself this question every time. Am I being in motion or taking action? Why these two terms may sound similar, they are not the same. Because motion is all about planning, strategizing, and learning. These are all good things because you require a level of planning and learning in everything you do. But motion alone doesn't produce results. Action, on the other hand, is the behavior that will produce results or outcomes. Like in business, 
talking about your business, writing a business proposal, creating a business website, getting all the right tools and equipments for your business are all motion. These are important, but they won't give you any clients until you start the company. Action, on the other hand, is starting the company. So if motion doesn't produce results, why do we do it? You see, the motion phase is important because it entails planning and strategizing. You need these things in every action you take. But on the other side, the motion phase makes us feel like we are making progress without failure. Let's be honest, we don't like criticism or failure or to be judged. These things don't feel good. So we avoid situations where these things like criticism, failure or being judged may happen. I'm sure we all have that friend or someone that is always talking about starting a new project or a new business or a new idea. They keep talking about it forever but never take action on it. They are stuck in the planning phase. You need to plan, yes, but you really need to take action on those things you have planned. Plan a little and start. You will get better as you go along. Don't wait to be good before you start. Don't wait to have all the knowledge, all the right things and the right time. Focus on starting and then focus on repetition. Every time you engage in an action or attempt something new for the first time, a neural path forms in your brain. With each repetition of that task, the pathway becomes stronger, leading to increased development in that specific area of the brain. Eventually, your subconscious mind takes control, enabling you to perform these tasks effortlessly without conscious thoughts. This phenomenon is known as automaticity, where your subconscious mind takes control, allowing you to execute a behavior without subconsciously considering each individual step. Just like driving. The first time you get into a car to drive, everything is nerve-wracking. A lot of things to pay attention to and a lot of sequences. But as you keep practicing, the hippocampus, which is the region of the brain involved with special memory, starts getting bigger. With time, you realize that everything you do is kind of subconscious, like changing the gear, knowing your direction around the places you frequent, looking at the side mirror. Everything becomes easy for you because you have created that neural pathway and it's so strong. The first principle in making any habit easy is reducing the friction or resistance between you and your good habit by using the path of least resistance. Humans are wired to do things that require less energy and effort, but great satisfaction or reward. If you look at your daily activities, some things just take up your time, like watching movies, scrolling on your phones, chatting with friends, because these activities don't require a lot of energy. It's easy to do them. The idea is to make your habit so easy that it requires minimum effort to get it done. Let's say instead of doing 100 push-ups, try 5 push-ups a day and increase the number subsequently. There is less friction or resistance to perform this task because it's very easy. It's just 5 push-ups. You don't, you don't think about it because you know you can do it within seconds or a minute. There are three things that stand between you and what you want to do. Time, energy, and distance. If you reduce the time it takes to perform a task, you reduce the energy it takes to perform that task, and you reduce the distance between you and the place you want to perform that task, you will find that it's very easy to perform that task every time. 
Businesses use these three things to get clients like you and me all the time. You see, every business is looking for a way to reduce the stress it takes for their clients to have access to their services. Phones. It used to be typing passwords every time to unlock your phone, which may take about a couple of seconds, maybe 5 to 10 seconds for you to unlock your phone. Then it moved from typing your passwords to fingerprint, where it can take like 2 seconds to do it. From your fingerprint, now we use face recognition, and this takes about 150 milliseconds to do it. So you see, they have reduced the time drastically for you to have access to your phone. Another business is the food delivery. They have made it easy for you to have access to the food of your favorite restaurant from the comfort of your home. Sometimes thinking of cooking or dressing up and going to a restaurant to eat can be stressful and time-consuming, I mean, if you're lazy. So it's easier for you to just order food and continue with your day. It might not be healthy or cost-effective, but it's easy because they have reduced the time and distance between you and your food. If you reduce the friction you have in performing a task, you will easily do that task all the time. The path of least resistance is also the key to eradicating procrastination in your life. If you want to start a new habit, start small, just five minutes. Let's say if you want to read a book before going to bed, you can start by reading a page every night. Then you can add up to two pages or three pages as you go along. If you want to practice yoga often, you can start by just laying the mat on the floor, maybe just relaxing on the floor. Then the next day you can relax and take on a new task. So you add on to that subsequently. Or if you want to exercise, you can start by running for 10 minutes or going to the gym and just walking on the treadmill. Like just start little and you keep adding on to that. It's advisable to start small steps because as humans, when you think about doing something new or starting a new project or a new thing, the excitement is inevitable and when it kicks in, you find yourself wanting to do a lot because you are excited. Here's the bad side of, of being excited and wanting to do a lot the first time. Let's say you decide to go for a run for the first time and you go like you run intensively for 30 minutes. You will be in pain due to muscle soreness and the next day when you think about running, your brain shuts down. Anxiety sets in, panic, fear, everything sets in and your brain associates running with pain. So every time you think about it, you start getting anxiety attack or panic or whatever because your brain has associated running with pain. And before you know it, it's like five, six days a week, you haven't been running and that's how you just give up and it's done. You never want to think about running again. Same thing goes for like going to the gym. Like one thing that kills a lot of people when they go to the gym for the first time is they want to do everything the first time. They want to lift the heaviest weight the first time. They want to run on the treadmill. They want to do like everything the first time. And when they are done and they go home, they sleep, they are, they are in so much pain due to muscle soreness. Then your brain associates, you go into the gym with pain. And every time you think about it, you are so scared. You are afraid of going to the gym. You, you're panicking because of the pain you feel. And you just quit completely. You just quit. It doesn't matter if you are registered, like you have a monthly subscription or whatever. You just quit. But here's the thing. Why they always tell you to do like small steps the first time is because 
every time you do something slowly, you can improve upon. You don't get that pain. You try to find a joy in doing it. And then you get to improve on it every single day. It's better to do a little each day than to do nothing. It's better to sing for three seconds or it's better to sing for one minute than not to sing at all if you want to be a singer. It's preferable for you to, to, to run or to work for like five minutes than to just stay at home and not run at all. So it's always easier for you to do the minimum than not doing anything at all. One minute of singing practice is better than no singing if you want to be like a good singer. And one minute of doing that habit is better than not doing it at all. Because even if you keep doing it, the key here is repetition. You create that neural path and you strengthen it until it becomes effortless. It becomes subconscious and you just do it with ease. The second principle in making any habit easy to do is by redesigning your environment in order to reduce the friction it takes to perform that habit. Let's say if uh, drawing is let's say if drawing is the new habit you want to form. You can put your pen, pencil, drawing tools on the table where it's easy for you to see and reach so that anytime you you don't have to keep searching for things, you just go directly to it and start drawing. Let's say another habit can be you want to exercise more or go to the gym. You can prepare your gym bag, clothes, your shoes, the water bottle ahead of time and also put the things in a place where it's easy for you to grab and go. Like I for one, I use this method all the time. My gym bag is always beside a door where I can see and it's easy for me to grab and go. It's, it's always there. Or another habit can be, let's say you want to incorporate reading every evening or every night before you go to bed. So you can put the book beside your bed so it's easy for you to see and grab the book and just start reading before you go to bed. You can do the same. Let's say you want to read the Bible every evening before you sleep. You can just put the Bible beside your bed or on your bed so that by the time you're about to climb on the bed to sleep, you just open, you, you meet the Bible, then you just open it and read, then you, you go to bed. Or another thing, maybe you want to start doing yoga meditation every morning. The best thing you can do is just set the mat, the yoga mat beside your bed before you go to sleep. So, so that when you wake up in the morning, that's the first thing you see. And it's easy for you to just go directly to the yoga mat, open it up, and then you start your yoga or meditation. The third principle in making a good habit easy is by identifying the decisive moments or action. That action, which when you perform, everything after that becomes a no-brainer. Everything is on autopilot. You just do it. Let's say as a writer, your table is neat and arranged for you to start writing every day. The decisive action for you could be sitting down in front of your laptop and opening Microsoft Word to write or whatever software you use to write. The moment you open the Microsoft Word, you must write. The writing becomes autopilot. You just sit down and start writing the moment you open Microsoft Word. I remember an author once said, writing is not the hardest part. The hardest part is sitting down to write, which means he identified that for him, sitting down was the decisive moment. The moment he sits down to write, he starts writing immediately. Like writing after that is a no-brainer. It's like autopilot. Everything just goes. Another thing can be like the decisive moment of going to the gym 
can be maybe when you put on your, your gym gears or you put on your dress, that's when everything is set for you to go to the gym. For me, the decisive moment of going to the gym is when I get out of my apartment with my gym bag and everything is set. Like the moment I step out of my apartment with my gym bag, I must walk out that day. Like I must walk out. Everything else is on autopilot. Going to the gym and setting my workouts clear and everything is autopilot. The moment I go out of my apartment with my gym bag. So to conclude, we have explored the concept of automaticity and how repetition and practice can lead to development of neural paths in our brains, enabling us to perform tasks effortlessly. We have discussed the importance of taking action rather than getting stuck in the planning phase, emphasizing that motion alone doesn't produce results. We have also learned about the path of least resistance and knowing reducing friction between ourselves and our desired habits can make them easier to adopt and easy to do. Redesigning our environment and identifying decisive actions are effective strategies to make good habits more accessible. By implementing these principles, we can overcome procrastination, increase productivity, and ultimately make our new habits easy to do. Remember, it's better to start small and constantly take action than to do nothing at all. So, let's embrace the power of repetition, reduce friction, and create an environment that supports our desired habits Together, we can unlock our full potential and live a more fulfilling life. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode today. Before I wrap up, I want to take a moment to express my gratitude to all my listeners out there. Your support, encouragement and feedback has been invaluable to me. I am incredibly grateful for your continued engagement with this podcast. Your comments messages and reviews have inspired me to keep producing content that you find valuable and enjoyable. Whether you reach out on social media, send me an email or left a review on your favorite platform, please know I appreciate every single interaction. I also encourage you to share with your friends, family and colleagues who might benefit from this information we have discussed today. Your recommendations go a long way in helping us reach people and create a vibrant community of like-minded individuals. And once again, don't forget to like, share and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. By subscribing, you will not miss an episode and it will also help us grow our audience and bring valuable content to you. Thank you for being part of this community. I appreciate you. See you in the next episode. I am your host, Perez. And you're listening to the Being Human Podcast.